T.C. Hill is not a doctor and does not claim to be a doctor or licensed in any type of medical field. Don't be an idiot and use anything heard on the show as medical advice. This information should be used for educational purposes only and you should contact your doctor for any medical advice. Now get off me. Hello, what is happening? Welcome back to Kick It Naturally. I'm your host, T.C. Hale, and you're the listener and you're not T.C. Hale kind of felt like I needed to clarify that. So today, we're going to talk about a topic that we kind of mention a lot on the show, uh, especially when we're talking about cravings and stuff like that, but we never really dug, uh, we've never really dug into it before, and I wanted, wanted to talk about seizures, and I, I got a question from someone in our KIY, our Kick It Yourself support group on Facebook, and uh, she was asking about seizures and concerned that maybe she was maybe going to have one. She had not had one, but I wanted to kind of dig in and talk about this a little bit, so I did a live video video in our KIY support group and it's kind of fun to do that because people can ask questions while I'm doing the video and it's kind of like they're playing up with us in the podcast and stuff like that so that's a lot of fun. So I did this video and, and we really dug in uh, to seizures and, and talked about a lot of uh, things that have to do with that. So we'll dig right into that video and if, if you want to be in one that we do in the future and you want to sign up for the KIY uh, crew, you can just go to kickitnaturally.com forward slash KIY and it's like, it's nine bucks a month. It's really cheap just to be in there because you're kind of setting yourself up to do your own research and learn your own things and then just kind of ask us questions when you get stuck. So let's jump right into my live video in the KIY group about seizures. It's the KIY crew. What is going on? So we're going to jump into some topics today. And if you guys have questions in the group while the video is live, feel free to ask questions as as we go along. Or if you see it later, you can uh, ask questions later. So I got a really great question from Bethany in the group that uh, it was a topic that I, I realized, oh, wow, we've never actually talked about this topic. We talk about uh, seizures in a lot of podcast episodes, but we've never really covered it in an episode and gone a little bit deeper. So I kind of wanted to do that today. So I'm just going to jump in uh, to Bethany's question and we'll just kind of break this down a little bit. And if you guys have questions on other topics, feel free to throw those in too. And if we have time, we'll, we'll knock those out. Okay, so Bethany says, so I'm 110 pounds, 5'3", and exercise every day. I eat healthy keto and fast 16 to 20 hours a day. Sometimes I get really weird symptoms, dizzy, body aches, tunnel vision, and heart palpitations during the fast. I'm not sure if it's a sign I should eat. Sometimes it happens when I'm not hungry. Also, when I start to eat sometimes, I get shivering cold and extremely dizzy vision problems, and even like I'm going to pass out. It was so bad I had to go to the ER. Bethany, this doesn't sound good so far. So they did some blood work and uh, only found high liver enzymes. I, I know it has something to do with digestion. I have a constant pain under my left rib cage and around my left kidney. Uh, I've always had stomach issues, especially when I eat. Very bloated and burping, acid reflux sometimes. Just very uncomfortable until I have a bowel movement then I feel better. I always have back pain, but it goes away when I have a bowel movement. Uh, I poop a few times a day, um, but always very inconsistent. Uh, Oh, it always varies in consistency. Sometimes very uh, sticky and thick. Other times, watery diarrhea. Um, Always see undigested food in my stool. I just ordered some of the digestive supplements 
And uh, I have extremely low blood pressure all the time. Very low body temperature when I wake up, like 92, 95. Uh, my blood pressure is always really low, always below 100, 90 over 65 last time. So when I asked Bethany if she's ever actually, actually had a seizure, she says, I've never had one. Um, just worried if, if getting really cold, dizzy, tunnel vision, and feeling faint is a sign that one might be coming up. Matt, what's up? Shaking. Hey, Daddy-o. Good to see you here. Um, so you say if blood sugar and, and blood pressure are both too low, then it could, it could happen. So I was just wondering. So, and this is what we talk about a lot. We talk about this a lot when we talk about cravings um, because cravings are usually really severe uh, if someone's mineral content is very low. And you can usually get an idea of, of where minerals are by looking at blood pressure at least two hours after a meal. And if that blood pressure is low, like the diastolic number is below 112, then that's an indication that um, mineral levels are, are too low. And um, Bethany says the last time hers was 90 over 65. So 90 is not only below 112, it's below human. So you want to be human. That should be the goal. You want to, you want to see some triple digits in there. And when you're below that, it's, just, it's not quite human. And, and I, I say that jokingly, but a person who experiences this a lot of times will be like, yeah, you're kind of right. I don't, I don't really feel so human sometimes. Um, so a, a doctor is usually going to tell you when you have blood pressure like that, they're going to say, hey, great job. Good job. You're not going to have a blowout or a heart attack or a stroke because your blood pressure is, is way below the range where we start to worry about things. So he's like, great job. And it's true that you're less likely to have a blowout, but is it any fun to drive around on flat tires all day? And that's kind of what's going on when someone's blood pressure is that low. So when we're looking at seizures, the situation is that if a person's uh, mineral levels are very low, a person can have a seizure. If their blood sugar goes very low, they can have a seizure. But if they're both going low at the same time, the person is even more likely to have a seizure. Now, there are other causes of seizures, and seizures can be a more complicated topic than how I'm explaining it right here. I'm just trying to make this simplistic and easy to understand. Um, and if you have low blood pressure, that doesn't mean that you're about to have a seizure. If you're craving cupcakes, that doesn't mean a, a, a seizure is, is within the next 20 minutes. That's, that's usually not the case. But that's why a person can ex experience those extreme cravings uh, with low blood uh, sugar and minerals going low at the same time because the body is very defensive about that. A seizure is basically the system shutting down. and Like we don't have the resources to function, so we're going to shut it down. And uh, so the body really doesn't want that to happen. So it will send out the signal of, hey, go, go get me some Nutter Butters or something like that um, because it, it understands that it needs something. Now, um, Bethany says that she's eating keto, which means that she's not eating carbs and, or a lot of carbs anyways or you know, sugars and things like that. Um, so she may not be experiencing those cravings if she's doing enough things right um, because – a lot of times, uh, you know, we hear a lot about the ketogenic diet has basically been used for decades for patients with seizures and epilepsy type issues. And 
it's been used very successfully, even in the medical world. It's it's a it's a go to for for seizures. Now it's it's less and less since more doctors are just being taught to uh, use uh, medications to cover up symptoms. Um, but for decades, they have known that a ketogenic diet can improve uh, seizures. And uh, my understanding of why this is, and this isn't what the medical world teaches, but this is just my viewpoint of it, is that um, when minerals are low, that the body is set up for some trouble. But if the sugars are high enough, then those sugars can buffer the low minerals. So minerals are needed for all of these functions in the body and also for signals to travel through from the brain to the body and the body back to the brain. But when minerals are low, the system can be buffered if sugars are high enough. So people eat carbs and they crave carbs and they eat them and they get to function. But if you eat too many carbs or sugars and you're a person who has aggressive insulin, in other words, you don't need a lot of insulin to process a lot of carbs and sugars. Your body's very good at it, and you rip through them really quick. You process them very quickly, and your insulin may even be almost like a bully. And uh, so <clears throat> if you eat a lot of carbs or sugars, that makes that insulin go higher, and then since it's overly aggressive, it'll really crash the blood sugar. And that's where a lot of these people experience their seizures is when minerals are already low and then they eat enough carbs or sugar to create this huge spike in blood sugar and insulin. And then the insulin gets so aggressive that it, it drops that blood sugar too low and we get a crash and that's where the trouble happens. So when you're using a ketogenic diet, not only... Are you providing this other fuel source for the body? For, you're providing ketones that the brain can use for fuel and the body can use for fuel. And a lot of these functions can use ketones. Not all the functions, but a lot of them can. But the other major benefit is that you're removing the spikes and the crashes. So the crashes go, and that's usually where the real trouble happens, and that's why a lot of people will experience improvement to their seizure-type symptoms on a ketogenic diet. Now, there's some downsides to a ketogenic diet that we have to talk about, too, so I don't want you to view the ketogenic diet as just do it, and any of my seizure-like symptoms are, are problematic. Now, keep in mind that you know, you're in this KIY support group and we kind of created this system that has some courses and it has a reference system that you can search, you know, any topic and you can find uh, content that we've created, videos that we've created. You know, we've set this up so that you can research your own things. And then when you get stuck on something, you can come in the support group and you can ask and then either me or, or one of the coaches that I trained will answer questions for you. So that's that's all really nice. But we're not your coach. You know, a coach is going to dig into all of your physiology, understand all of your symptoms, understand how your body seems to be operating, and they're going to help you track that and see where those numbers go and, and really know where you are. So that's not what we're doing in the support group. We're just pointing you in the right direction to find the right information better. And when you have a general question, it's pretty easy to answer those general questions, especially about, you know, I'm trying to fix this with digestion. Am I doing the right thing? Those are easy questions to answer. But what you're dealing with here is a very complicated topic enough to where you're going to the emergency room. So that's a serious thing. So just understand that I'm going to 
provide you with some information here. Of course, I'm not giving you medical advice, but I'm going to give you some information that's going to allow some things to make more sense to you. But you may need help to fix this. So if you feel like you need help, then get help. Um, you can even check with me to see if I'm able to take on new clients at a time. You can go to kickitnaturally.com forward slash consultation and kind of see what it takes, how I work with people, you know, the financial investment, what that's going to be uh, to kind of get to be able to work with me and see if you think we're a good match. And if you are, then you can reply to any of my emails uh, or just go to the contact us button and, and send me a message that, hey, I'm interested in a free consultation to see if we're a good match for each other. And uh, if I'm not taking clients or we're not a good match, I can point you to where you can find another coach. But just understand that you may need some help with this because this is a significant issue. Um, I know you're not having seizures, but if it seems to you that you're getting close and you're concerned about it, then it, it might be enough where you need some help. So, But let's first talk about some things to understand and steps that you can take to see if we can uh, create some improvement for you. So the first thing is that the medical world does have a term of NES, I think they call it for non-epileptic seizures, and they kind of categorize this as events that, you know, maybe you're having paired movement or like really jerky movement or disturbances in coordination or temporary blindness or even tunnel vision and, and a few other things that they'll consider too. But I kind of view this as a there's things really going wrong and we don't understand it so we're going to kind of give it a name and that's, that's kind of the standard procedure in, in the medical world and that's okay. They're just trying to categorize things. Um, but uh, so... I don't really know a lot about that. It's not something that I have experience with. I want to make sure you understand that. But the medical world does view these symptoms as, hey, it's like almost like a type of seizure they're viewing it, which is just a change in the way the body is working. You're not actually seizing or anything or an epileptic seizure, but they're viewing it as a seizure. I, I'm not saying that I do. That's just what the medical world is viewing it like. So here's what we really want to look at. And when I tell you some of this stuff, you might not like it. You might not want to hear this because when you do research based off of symptoms and you find information that sounds, oh yeah, that sounds like me. That's me. That's totally me. So I'm going to do these things. But a lot of times it's wrong for you because each symptom can have four or five or more different underlying causes. And one person can be experiencing the same symptom as another for totally different reasons. So when you're going to try to do things um, based off of your symptoms, a lot of times you're going to end up doing the wrong thing. And that's just how it goes. So let's hear more from Bethany before we dig a little bit further into this. She says, I do hot yoga five days a week, 20 minutes of rebounding every day, uh, uh, life light weights a few times a week, and... Uh, some form of cardio or HIT. HIT is a, a very high intensity form of, of training. At least it's partially high, high intensity for at least part of it. Um, I do that for at least 45 minutes, six or seven days a week as well. I've been healthy keto for about four years. Before that, I still ate super healthy but not high fat. Uh, once I started keto, I was able to fast longer, which is great for my symptoms. Uh, I take a lot of herbal supplements to help release toxins and uh, L-glutamine, CLA, magnesium, all forms, uh, milk, thistle, B12. 
I feel horrible when I eat. Stomach pain, bloating, body aches, and when I fast, I feel euphoric and not as much pain, especially after bowel movements. I take a teaspoon of glutamine in the morning and at night because I heard it helps with the gut. B12 for energy and magnesium because I don't want to be deficient and also to make sure to help keep stimulating bowels. My heart rate is usually around 80 to 100 two hours after a meal. So there's a lot of hints in here that we can kind of look at. Why don't we start with the stuff that you're going to hate? Let's make it the way you hate this stuff. So understand that I say this with much love. And I'm going to even explain to you that you were doing the right thing with the information that you had. You found information, you took some steps, and you felt that it improved your situation. And so I don't want you to feel that uh, I'm saying, you know, why would you do this, you know, kind of thing. Um, I'm just, I'm going to say these things bluntly because I want you to really hear them. This could be a, a big deal for you. So we're looking at five days of hot yoga, which means that you're sweating a lot. 20 minutes of rebounding, weights a few times a week, uh, 45 minutes of cardio, six to seven days a week. So stop it. So just stop it. So you're really, this is the, this is the current situation. And uh, we're going to talk here in a second. I can't, I, I can't remember when she says this. Maybe it's a little bit later. I asked her how she was doing with mental and emotional issues. And, and she says that she feels better with, with all the exercise. And, you know, there's a lot of people that will, that, that will say this, even good friends of mine that are health experts and authors. I've heard them say that um, exercise is the most uh, underutilized antidepressant on the planet. And um, there are benefits that can come from exercise. There are, uh, you know, uh, brain chemicals that can be activated through exercise that can be beneficial. But a lot of times, people who are depressed are depressed because, uh, and this is in most cases we see this, is the mineral levels are so low that there's not enough minerals for the signals to travel from the body to the brain and from the brain back to the body. So when signals can't travel, we feel lousy and we're depressed and we view everything as doom and gloom because the body is experiencing doom and gloom. So we experiencing that, we experience that in our own emotional state. And when we find that we can help somebody lift their mineral levels and the body can function like it should, then all of a sudden a lot of these depression symptoms can improve. So you're doing the right thing in following advice that was out there. I understand why you would do that. But when you sweat, you get toxins out. But in almost every situation where you're going to push toxins out, you're also going to push minerals out. So whether that be sweating with hot yoga, uh, exercise, a lot of these chelating uh, um, herbals, that a lot of people take that can chelate toxins out, they will also chelate minerals out. So you're looking at a situation where there is basically a house fire. When your vision is becoming tunnel vision to where you can't even you know, see normally and you're getting dizzy spells and feeling faint, like the body is basically going to say, hey, things aren't working out, so we're just going to shut it down. Sorry about your luck. We're just... It'll just be for a little bit, so you might pass out, and that's just how it is, but things aren't going well, so we need to shut down. So when the body is in that situation, there's a house fire, and 
when you're um, when the house fire is caused by low resources, all of these activities that take resources or remove resources from the body are all throwing gasoline on the fire. Does that make sense? So you're taking a bad situation and making it much worse. Now, the other thing that we need to understand is that when insulin levels go low, that allows the body to access stored fat for fuel and the body has another fuel source. So that's amazing. That's one of the amazing things about keto is that it gives your body a fuel source most of the time. But when insulin levels are low, for a lot of people, the body will also pee out more minerals. So in your situation, that's a horrible thing. We don't want the body peeing out more minerals. Even if we take some steps to put more minerals in, your body may be peeing them out just as fast. So that means that uh, you might want to, if you've been doing keto for years, you're probably pretty fat adapted if you've been doing it correctly and if your body can process the fats that you're eating. We don't know if that's the case. I don't know enough about your physiology to know what's happening there. But um, since if you are fat adapted, which means that your body's very good at burning glucose and you can knock yourself out of ketosis and, uh, by eating carbs and you'll get right back into ketosis quickly. When people are first starting keto, if they knock themselves out of ketosis, it can take them weeks to get back in. But if you're fat adapted, you can do that. So you might want to test out eating a little more carbs. Now, again, you don't want to create spikes and crashes. So you don't want to uh, eat so many carbs that you're not going to, um, that you're going to create a big spike and crash in blood sugar because then maybe you really do have a seizure. I don't know, but you, we don't want to test that out. So if you're going to add carbs, you want to add small amounts, uh, but just an increase enough to take you out of ketosis, enough to lift your insulin a little bit so that you're not peeing out as much minerals. Um, but you might want to test out some other things before you get to this step. Okay, so we looked at this. Uh, but just keep that in mind about keto is that it is beneficial because you're providing another fuel source and such. Um, but, uh, you may be peeing out two minerals. Now you also say that your pulse is 80 to hundred, which is high for a resting pulse. And we see high pulse with an, what we call an anabolic imbalance. And in this imbalance, urine pH is often high and the Insulin is often overbearing, just like we were talking about. So this is another signal that you may be overly anabolic and your insulin may be too powerful, which means not only are you ripping through any carbs and glucose very quickly, but your insulin levels may be going too low because you don't, you don't hardly need any insulin to process the carbs you're eating because your insulin is so overly effective. Does that make sense? It's working so well that you hardly need any of it, but that keeps the insulin level very low, which makes a person pee out more minerals. So this is just a hint, but this high pulse is saying that that's the case. And when the body gets in a little bit um, of an urgent situation, maybe resources are very low, uh, then the heart rate will go even faster and a lot of these people will have panic attacks and... Um, those heart palpitation type of situations. And a lot of times those people are dealing with an anabolic imbalance. So this is going to be important because we look at some of the supplements that you're using, you know, like you're using glutamine and they say it's good for the gut, 
The reason it's good for the gut is because it pushes the body into that anabolic state where the body heals and repairs tissues. So glutamine is excellent for someone who's stuck in a catabolic state and the body can't move into this healing state. Then glutamine is good for the gut. But don't view glutamine as going in and being like this magic paste for the gut that's going to fix digestive issues. It absolutely doesn't. If a person's dealing with constipation, it's going to magnify those issues by about 50. Um, so, but the other thing about glutamine is that it can really raise blood pressure. So that could be very beneficial for you. So you got to watch not just dropping it. What you really want to know is where your physiology is. And if you're leaning too far anabolic or catabolic, because then that lets you know what you really need to be using. Right now you're just using things according to symptom and some of them may be making your situation worse. Uh, glutamine has an excellent chance to be making your situation um, worse. Things like CLA uh, have the ability to improve someone's ability to process carbs. Well, geez, if, if you're processing carbs too effectively, you don't want to be better at that. You, you want to be worse at that so that you don't rip through them so quickly and so that you need a little more insulin to do that so you're not peeing out so many minerals. So you kind of got to really look at what you're u using. People use CLA to burn body fat and to lose weight, and they think that that's always a great thing. But in certain situations, especially like this one, maybe that's not such a great thing. Okay, let's leave, read more about what Bethany says. I only eat twice a day. My stool is usually loose, but sometimes a little sticky, but never really hard. Sometimes extreme diarrhea. And, and look at this. This is, this is something you have to correct. Because when the, the stool is moving through fast, you know you're not getting any nutrients from your food because it's screaming through the system too quickly to be able to absorb anything. Um, but... So that needs to be fixed, but you may not be breaking down the food anyways because of the fact that you're experiencing pain after meals and you're experiencing all this bloating. And bloating is a very strong sign that either there's a bacterial overgrowth in your stomach that, and the, the waste from that bacteria, uh, they create gases and waste that's very alkaline. And um, so the food just goes in and it just kind of sits there. And you might eat a steak and it could sit there till tomorrow. And you're like, still, wow, I'm still full. It still feels like a rock's in my stomach. Um, so uh, that's because it on the only way that it can break, break down is by process of rotting and fermenting. And that means that it's creating all these toxins and all these gases. And, uh, and that those gases cause you to expand. Uh, here's one something... She says uh, that I, I bloat so bad that I, my stomach distends and I look pregnant. And so when you're literally looking pregnant and you're not, like you're pregnant for an afternoon kind of thing, then that's, you're usually not having enough stomach acid to break down your food. And when somebody's blood pressure is 90 over something, it's pretty rare that they're going to be making enough stomach acid because to make HCL... We need minerals and we need chloride. We need chloride ion to make hydrochloric acid. So when a person doesn't have enough resources, they won't be able to make enough HCL. And that means that they won't be able to break down food and pull the minerals out of that food. So now they don't have minerals to make HCL. They get stuck in this cycle for years or, or decades and, and they just are miserable. So what's great about... Bethany here is that 
when we look at some of the numbers of her physiology and we look at the things that she's doing in her life and we look at her symptoms, they all make sense. And that's what we like. We like when things make sense. That doesn't mean that we're right and that doesn't mean that, the, that Bethany doesn't have an alien in her body that's creating all this trouble. We don't know. Anything could be going on, but since the symptoms line up with the physiology and what we normally see, then we like the fact that that, that makes sense. Okay, so I fast sometimes 20 plus hours a day and feel the best, but sometimes get weird symptoms that scare me. So I'm fasting anywhere from 14 to 18 hours recently, but I feel horrible when I eat, so I try to push as far as I can in the day. So your logic is telling you to do this, and your logic makes sense. You know what I'm saying? You know, you're listening to your body, and when a body's malfunctioning, and, and, and we're not able to work with the body, then our only option is just to listen. And when we do something and we feel better, we're like, okay, let's do it again. But if you understand everything I've said, then you understand that fasting for 20 hours a day is the worst possible thing that you could do. The worst possible thing that you could do is to uh, have no resources and then say, okay, well, I'll just restrict more resources then. I'll just put nothing in if, if the body already doesn't have anything, I'm going to put less in there. So obviously you see that that would be uh, not the right plan. But if you attempt to put more stuff in, you're just going to have more misery, right? So you know that that's not going to work. So the first step that you have to do is you have to fix digestion. You're going to have to um, use some beet flow to make sure that bile is flowing. You know, you're you're using uh, all of these supplements to, re to, rem to remove toxins, right? That's the goal. But all those supplements are also removing minerals as well. Um, so when the body is stressed like this and mineral, mineral levels are that low, it's usually going to elevate stress hormones and things like estrogen. And, and those stress hormones can help the body function a little bit. The problem is that the stress hormones can thicken up the bile so that it doesn't flow. And when the bile is not flowing, all the toxins that the liver said, hey, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to take out these toxins. I'm a good kid. And I'm going to put them in the bile. And then the bile will go down the gallbladder and it will drop down on the acid product when it leaves the stomach so that uh, that acid can meet the alkaline. There's this explosion where we really pull the minerals out of the food. And then this the toxins that I put in the bile will continue through the intestinal tract and go out the back door. That's how we're supposed to remove toxins. We're supposed to remove them out the back door. But if bile's not flowing, the toxins can't be removed. And then we become toxin and that's toxic and that's even more of a burden to the body. So you really want to take the steps to make sure that bile is moving. And if it is, that should slow down the stool and help you emulsify all the fats that you're eating so that you can use those fats. Because right now, um, if you're eating a lot of fats, but the body can't process them, the body's going to be like, oh, this is a problem. Get this out of here. And it'll rush it through the system, and you'll go, you'll have a looser stool, you know, three, four, even five times a day. Okay? So that's a, and the bile is also going to slow down the stool because it's, if it's too hot, then it, it goes out the back door. So right now, you really want to start working on stomach acid to improve uh, your ability to break down food. And if you're really bloating, there's probably a bacterial overgrowth, which means if you put HCL in, just like one or two capsules, that's how we teach people to start off, uh, just start off slow. Uh, but if you put any in, the 
all this bacteria is going to create these gases that push it back up and the reflux symptoms could be severe. So we like to see people start off with like D-limonene to help try to wipe out a few layers of that bacteria so that when you start doing HCL, hopefully you don't get this crazy reaction of all of this alkaline waste from the bacteria mixing with the acid from the HCL supplements that you're using in your stomach and you get this fizzy, crazy mess in your stomach and it's, it's really uncomfortable and, and can create reflux and all that stuff. If you want to learn how to look at your own chemistry to get a better idea of how your unique body is operating, sign up for our KIY or Kick It Yourself membership. Not only do you gain access to our four-week digestion course and our 12-week flagship Kick Your Fat course that normally sells for $129, you also get free shipping at naturalreference.com. Restrictions apply, but since the membership is only $9 a month, if you're already using the supplements we teach people how to use in our books and courses, this membership will pay for itself. You'll also have access to a reference system like you've never seen before. You can not only browse our viewpoint about hundreds of health topics in relation to bio-individuality, the system also allows you to search video and audio content. You even get access to a members-only private support group where you can get feedback from coaches I've trained and I even show up to do live Q&A videos on a monthly basis. All this for $9 a month. It's ridiculous and we don't care, but we just wanted to create a membership that just about anyone could afford. To see more features and sign up, go to kickitnaturally.com forward slash K-I-Y. That's K-I-Y. We'll see you on the inside. Of course we're going to see him on the inside. What kind of idiot wouldn't sign up for all that for nine bucks? Well, I'm, I'm still recording. Ah, I should probably pay attention a little more. Wrong pipe for my bone broth. Don't let me forget to talk about bone broth. I'll just do it now. So that's something that you could really do uh, because bone broth kind of cooks in this pot and it pulls all the nutrients out of the bones and the food that's in there. And it makes it very easy for you to access. So by drinking bone broth, you don't need to have your digestion working correctly to access some nutrients that your body is probably striving for. So that can be a, first, a, a, a nice first step. Okay. Um, she says she gets gas pain sometimes, uh, maybe toxic or something causing the pain. I feel amazing when I get colonics. Well, sure, you're just clearing everything out that can't move out. Because when the stool is alkaline, it moves very slow. And when you don't have any stomach acid, the stool is going to be very slow. And, and think about all the gases that are going to be caused by this uh, rotting and fermenting process. Those gases create the, cause the intestinal tract or the stomach to expand. It's pushing on them. So think of your intestinal tract being stretched. You know, if you tied it to a door and shut the door, it would stretch it. It would hurt. So this stretching can cause pain and discomfort in a wide variety of ways. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't have something else. You don't have an alien in there. It doesn't mean that. Maybe you have an alien. Um, but at least that this makes sense that you would be having a lot of discomfort. And she says, is it normal to have bowel movements when taking beet flow? She just started doing that. She's loving it, but curious if that would be an indication that bile is flowing better if, if she's having more bowel movements uh, during a day. And that's possible um, because if, uh, if the, if the bile wasn't moving at all and now these toxins are starting to flow out, then the body will be like, yeah, get this out of here. We want these toxins out of here and maybe it'll speed up the stool to do that. But 
odds are great that as you start to work on both stomach acid and bile flow, that you're going to experience a variety of either stools getting too loose or too constipated as maybe one side improves faster than another side. So if that's happening, just, you know, go in the group and say, hey, now my stool's too loose. I'm doing this many. What should I adjust? And we can kind of help you do that. But you see that you have a lot of work to do. But the important things that you want to keep an eye on are you know, doing things like bone broth that can bring in more resources. A lot of these other supplements that you were using, like the greens and all this kind of stuff, a lot of those are things that are just going to alkalize the stomach more. And so that's not what your goal should be right now. You want to acidify the stomach so you can pull fuel uh, out of your food. Okay, um, I would do an incredibly, incredibly incredibly there's nothing wrong with the auto i'm just saying this a lot of times to emphasize the fact that i would do an incredibly lower amount of exercise an incredibly lower amount of sweating um all of those things are crucial to to just slow that down so that you're not getting rid of every bit of fuel that your body has your body needs resources to do stuff um now it might end up that you might need to work with a coach because there are some supplements that really help lift mineral levels and help these situation a lot, but they're not available to the public. So uh, you can only access them when you're working with a coach, just like you can only access some drugs when you're working with a doctor. There's, they're, they're so effective that the companies only want them sold through a professional. So that may be reason enough that you want to get some help. But you can still do the work to fix digestion. You can uh, you know, try to find uh, maybe a broad-based mineral that can uh, lift all the mineral levels. Sometimes if you're just using magnesium, maybe you're pushing yourself too catabolic. We don't know that. Odds are great that you probably need some magnesium, but you don't know the level that you can use until... Um, you know where your chemistry is because too much magnesium is going to loosen your stool if it's not right for you. And it seems like your stool is already too loose. So we want to watch out what you're doing there. So those are the most important things. And then figuring out what supplements that you qualify to use and, and things that you can do to uh, lift those mineral levels. Maybe you need to uh, do a little bit more carbs by using medium carb foods, not high foods, you know, things like you know, Brussels sprouts and butternut squash and uh, maybe half a sweet potato, things that might be enough to pull you out of ketosis, but uh, not so much to create that spike and crash. You really don't want that spike and crash. Okay. Uh, oh, I see that Michelle says, hey, Tony, I'm glad you're covering this topic. My son is 23 years old. He's a pretty healthy guy, no meds. He's an average weight for his height. And after Christmas, he went on the treadmill for 20 minutes and then did some floor exercises, like push-up kind of things. And when he was done, he started feeling funny, told his wife uh, he didn't feel right, and ended up fainting. She couldn't wake him for approximately 30 seconds. He wakes up and is disoriented. She calls 911. Um, she has him sit up, and uh, he passed out again. He wakes up again after another 30 seconds. So the EMTs check him over and find nothing out of the ordinary. He had an EEG, which is normal. He had an MRI, which hasn't gotten results yet back. The only area of concern for him is that he tends to have high blood pressure. Some days 135 over 90, and some days it's 145 over 93. The day he passed out, it was normal reading. This is not the first time he's passed out under stress. 
Uh, he did it when he was 18 after having his wisdom teeth pulled. Well, I pass out after that. That's just not fun. Uh, he tends to pass out when he gets uh, blood drawn. So we were concerned it was seizures. Now not sure what the cause is, any thoughts. And, you know, one thing to look at, you know, with anything like this, like the body passing out, again, there's, there's something going wrong. It's not just a personality trait, right? But a lot of times they're not going to find something in an, in an EEG or an MRI and they're going to say, well, all the blood work is fine, everything looks good. It's pretty rare that they actually find, oh, you have, you know, something really, really wrong here. Let's look at that. Um, but a lot of times... You know, one thing to view is what's going on that's uh, making the body feel like it's an emergency and maybe it doesn't have the resources to deal with that emergency. So when you do the treadmill, um, when you do a, type, a cardio type exercise, the body can either burn fat or glucose or glycogen for that. And the glycogen is just a stored, you know, carbohydrates and tissues and liver and stuff like that. So it can use any of those fuel sources. But when you do a resistance training exercises, for most people, unless they're really fat adapted and, and uh, been doing keto a long time and the body has um, the ability to other ways to get fuel sources, um, for most people, the body can only use glucose or glycogen to do that type of movement, to do any type of resistance type training or intense type training. So, if he goes on a treadmill and he burns all of his uh, glucose and glycogen while doing that cardio, because the body's going to burn that first pretty much always, unless uh, the cardio is very easy. Um, then when he goes to do this resistance workouts, he doesn't have any fuel left. Okay, so the body's like, you're trying to do something, I don't have the thing to do, uh, I don't know how to deal with this. Oh, well, I could just pass out and make sure he doesn't do that anymore. You know, that's an option, I guess. Um, so that could be part of what's going on. But you need a lot more information than what we have here. And Michelle is in our BioI coaching training program. So Michelle, you know how to fill out a whole data sheet and look, because you really want to know where his breath rate is and what's going, does he have the ability for, to use oxygen correctly? You know, that could be a big piece of information. What's happening from the resting blood pressure to the standing blood pressure that can give some clues into what's going on with adrenals and can they deal with a stress situation or not? Maybe they can't. Um, and you want to see, uh, you know, what's going on with blood sugar. So if you fill out a whole data sheet, you can just post that in the group and we'll dig in and we'll see what else we can uh, figure out with that kind of stuff. So this has been great. I love doing these things in the in the, the group here so you guys can ask questions live and such and then ask more questions after the video if you didn't get to see it live. But uh, Michelle, see what that does. And Bethany, you know, it, it, this is going to be some work. So just it, it sounds like you're willing to do work. Look at all the stuff you're doing. You're willing to do work. So now you just need to adjust some of the effort that's going into making things worse and put that effort into the things that are going to make things better. And then before you know it, you're going to be back to where you can do these things that you probably love now. You probably love all of these workouts. They're probably very enjoyable to you and you'll be able to do those again uh, without making the situation worse. Does that make sense? So let us know how it goes. And, and guys, thanks for hanging out and uh, we'll see you next time. 
All right, so I hope you found that helpful. And if, if you need to see any of the show notes that we talked about, uh, you can go to kickitnaturally.com forward slash episode 369. And if you want to check out the KIY support group so you can come play with us on the next one, just go to kickitnaturally.com forward slash KIY. And if you have something you want me to talk about on an episode coming up, um, just go to go to the site and contact us and let me know what you want us to talk about. And we'll see if we can fit it in on an episode coming up. So we'll see you guys next week. Oh,